It is time. There's all this bullshit here. Hey, it's not bullshit. No, I'm talking about the stuff that's on top of this. I thing. know, but it's the Ableton. Getting offended. Who are you? And you're listening to Ratchet and Wolf. Let's fuck it up. Ratchet and Wolf. Ratchet and Wolf. Ratchet and Wolf. Yes, we know. My voice, Can you record another drop so you're in there more? I am. You'd be like, you're listening to Ratchet and Woke, and then you should say like something else. Every well, it used to be FCC radio, but we had to get that out of here. Nah, see. Yes, indeed. It's that time again. You know the vibes. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And um, email us. Ratchet and Woke Podcast at you gmail.com. You want an email so bad. I want an email really bad. I, I really know. want an email. I And I'm really mad we've gone through The it. only emails we've got are from like weird vulture people. Yeah. That are trying to scam. And we'll, we're going to get into that. That's a really great segue into like the, the weird scammers of 20, All you. the weird scammers <laughs> of 2020. But this is our final episode of the year. This is our year in review. Is it year in review or year end review? It could be both. Okay. It could be either or. Can we also talk about words and phrases that yes. you think are one yes, thing and are actually totally. another? Because I got a few. It's, you know, we just watched the whole thing on, on Audio Illusion. Oh, right? yeah. Laurel versus Yanni. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's I do totally so remember when that was a fucking yeah. trend. Do you guys want to hear about <laughs> or, what we're talking other, about? The other shirts. Oh, remember that, that the shirt that it was, was it white or gold or was it blue and what black? I don't remember that it one. It was yeah, it was like an all, it was like an, uh, a visual illusion where they had this dress and they asked people, is this dress black and or gold and white or is it blue and uh, black? And white hella, and gold or blue and black? Yeah, for whatever reason, people saw different colors. Wow. So it's the same thing with wild the, with the audience. <laughs> wild Dornberries. But um, yeah, we're here at the end of this year. So if you're hearing this, this is New Year's Eve, and we will be posting this. No, New Year's it's Day. New Year's Day. If you're hearing this, yes, Christmas morning. <laughs> He's confused. No, New Year's morning. Where are we? Yeah. So no, it's New Year's Eve now. You'll be hearing it on New Year's Day. Um. Or whenever you feel like hearing whenever it. Whenever you feel like. This is on-demand programming. But, you but, know, let's talk about this year. And yeah, so we're doing I a feel year like it's interesting because all of these shitty things happen. I was reading your, like, Instagram post, you know, and it's yeah. kind of, like, makes me uh, angry that you had such a fab year while everyone else was, <laughs> like... <laughs> You a hater. Burning to the ground. You're like, you know what? My best year was 2020. I said it was no. I'm just let's kidding. Co- let's it's clarify. a joke. It's a let's joke. Clarify. It's a joke. Because I'm not here to gloat when people have suffered a, a great deal this year. It was one of the most important years in my life. Yeah. No, I, I I live with you and I know <laughs> you. You fucking on fleek on 2020. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I mean, point. no, no. My my personal life was popping. You know what I'm saying? With the exception of a lot of great setbacks and, and a lot of fucked up things. Yeah. There were certain things that were really, really fucked up. But um otherwise I I, I thrived this year more so than in any other current or recent year. Mm-hmm. So but that has a lot to do with just um where I am in my own personal space. So I was kind of reflecting on that. Just kind of like the awakenings I've had in myself and my desire to to just kind of just get myself right. You know what I mean? So um that was that was really what I was trying to get. I at. know. I'm just literally <laughs> being petty. No, I I totally recognize you went through a lot of but shit. But I am, but I am sympathetic to people who've gone through a lot worse. And you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 really 
I think what we're celebrating is the opportunity to change it and turn it all around. Well, yeah, people uh, shouldn't be saying like, "Well, twenty twenty one can't get any worse because it could get worse." And that's it, it really could. <laughs> like you know, I was just I was just telling my sons like earlier. I said, "What if twenty? You know, everybody's saying goodbye to twenty twenty, but like we don't know what the fuck twenty twenty one. Well, yeah, there's like a new strain us. of corona. There's a new stra- yeah, there's a new strain of corona that's driving Sarah crazy. Sarah Bear. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Sarah. Um, you know, so it, it, there's a new strain. They're prolonging the stay-at-home orders. I thought not for us. They I said for us, too? Yeah. Ugh. They did, like, another, you know, I think we were talking about the other day, and I cursed out loud because I was like, I've been dying to go to the gym or go back to the gym, and now my gym's... You know, I mean, that's the biggest issue that I have. <laughs> yeah, for run. reals. You're like, I don't care about not, working. Not my job is not my Trump check coming. It's the gym is closed. What am I fucking going to do to lose this weight? God damn it. Other well, than trying to eat right. Suit. That sweatsuit. <laughs> the sauna suit. The Whatever sauna suit is really yeah. going to come in handy. I'm telling you. Um, but we're going to review the year. We're going to kind of talk about it from the beginning to end. Highlights in our lives, personally. Highlights in just the the, the, the streets, as we like to call it. I think, you know what I mean? like, the music industry is a really interesting... I mean, first, we have a, a yeah. more... We're more invested in the music industry, and so we spend more time, at, uh, you know, like, researching what's going on with artists and rollout plans and all of that. But I also just think it's interesting because I think the music industry probably suffered the most, so I'm just... 100%. Artists, in general, suffered yeah. the most, economically, and also, in that in turn mentally spiritually all the other things yeah like, i that think was, that yeah. a, a specifically music i mean i mean because visual artists can still kind of function i think actually visual degree. artists thrive this year because of the, the the riots and the boarding up of businesses that were closed down yeah a lot of visual artists were able to take to the streets and kind of like create this new art scene in terms of getting notoriety for your art. So there's a lot of new artists that people are aware of because of their artwork that happened during the summertime, during protests and because of subsequent businesses closing. So yeah, I, so I, I feel you on that where visual artists may have thrived in a place where a lot of other kinds of artists may not have been able to be as successful. Or, yeah. I'm trying to think of like other, other forms of art. I mean, just art. like think you about know, it, like dance? other than rapping and, and well, I think, singing, <laughs> poets, um, you know, well, anybody people who's that teach in nightlife. dance can still teach dance, you know, people will still, and I mean, we could still teach MCing, but I think it's, I don't know, it's just been like a lot of artists, I think, rely heavily on performing in order to like sell merch, especially like yes. if you're relying heavily on selling merch, it's a lot harder to do that online. It's yes. just, as, a, as a recording artist, you had to make a, a quick transition into either an educator or an online retailer. But specifically, like, the the rappers or the singers, not so much, like, the producers, because people were trying to still make music, so producers yeah. just get sent, or, or engineers. Well, a lot of artists or, transitioned into becoming more producer-based. Like, yeah, because you, know you can like, still, people still want to buy beats, beats exactly. because you're at home and you have a lot of time. I mean, we were talking to DJ Loot when he came through. He's like, yo, in the beginning of quarantine, I was so busy with work and I've t- spoken to like uh, several other you know even like DJs can still I think DJs actually struggle a little bit DJs actually struggle yeah a actually deal. probably I mean, the most now that yeah, I think about it if you're relying on like <laughs> yeah. them, you know because like if you every Friday Saturday Sunday you play a certain venue and that's what you get paid or and you that's played you get, a series of venues yeah. you're probably making 65 75 percent of your income yeah as a DJ, oh that that's that true away, that's the shittiest right if yeah. you were a bartender you know what I'm saying and a lot of artists uh-huh. are bartenders because that's how they pay their bills yeah you see what for I'm saying? Sure. so definitely people we know in the artist community also the 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 nightlife 
was, was suffered a great deal, not only financially, but because of the quarantine, because of the isolation. I think that this entire year created a mental health crisis that we don't even, we can't even fathom the effect of that. Yo, next, yeah, I, I was like five to ten years. just speaking yesterday to Lillian, shout out, because we went on a Friend of the snow show. trip. <laughs> like, I'm just so interested to see what, you know, studies they do on these quarantine kids, oh, you know, 100%. to see, like, the impact of this on yeah. them. Like, I don't know if they're going to be, like, hypochondriacs or anything like that, but I think yeah. it's, they're going to be so unsocialized. Is that a word, unsocialized? Um, Desocialized? No, I mean... Unsocial, not socialized. Yeah, not sociable. <laughs> like not, not <laughs> yeah, social. Whatever. People like it's your, I mean, basically, the entire world has become like the tech world. <laughs> and they're just creating so many more apps that become. I mean, I, I've kind of bitched about this on Facebook recently too. It's just become so overwhelming. All these different apps and platforms you have to learn. And I think that like I feel old <laughs> for being hip hop, mm. you know. And so it's yeah. like I feel like. I mean, I'm a woman too, so I feel extra old. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I have to learn all these fucking new age apps. Like well, Discord I think we all feel pressured to to participate or engage in these apps because we are as 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 thriving as our careers may be in one aspect of them. In another aspect, we're still trying to grow our fan bases. But I think and it's important. Well, the, the only point I was gonna say is that in that pursuit to expand your fan base. It's important for artists to try to create to, to have a voice or have a position in these platforms, right? Yeah. So when you know the new popping thing is Clubhouse and people want to have conversations there, Chatty you know, House art in the Chatty House, right? But I think that all the uh, there, there's an incentive for artists to want to be in in that in that space, right? Yeah. So that might be or a twenty one thing. Like, so many tick like dance challenges, TikTok. just challenges I mean, in general. Was big this year. It wasn't last year. Or they nah. became this big this uh, year. No, you're right. It was kind of big last year too. You're, okay, but I right, think yeah, it's yeah. just become. I, like, and for me, I just don't, I, I, I was at a point where I was like, you know, I'm going to try and do TikTok. And now I'm just like, you know what I think? I'm going to try and get other people to get my music popping on TikTok. Because mm-hmm. it's just, I can't get myself to do a fucking dance challenge. It's just not for me. But, but I'm down. If, you got to do a shimmy challenge. No. <laughs> you are the shimmy <laughs> no, queen. No someone else challenge. can do it. And I'll, right. I like you'll, that. You'll I will, pull, you will puppeteer the strings. Yeah, I'm down to puppeteer. Yeah, I don't need to go. have a presence on all these fucking platforms. But if yeah. I can, like, you know, get younger audiences down with it, then they can spread the word. It's better to yeah, do Yeah, I mean, anyway. it depends on how you use them and, you know, your age also. Because there's things that me, as a as an almost 40-year-old man, I don't even just have the, I don't even have the instinct to try certain things. Mm-hmm. Where somebody who's 17, maybe automatically say oh you just do x y and z and then because they do that one thing Mm -hmm. they get they amass thousands of followers because they just have they instinctually have a sense of technique where me i'm just completely clueless when it comes to yeah it's not a priority you know exactly so it's just you know and i I realize like for me i just i I just want to be able to do dope art and 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 really be inspire people and i think that often we we lose sight of the community that we have built and the fan base that we actually have because we're so busy and preoccupied with trying to expand it and get more and more fans. It and gets you, really overwhelming. And you're too. completely forgetting, like, no, you actually do have people who really fuck with mm-hmm. you. There are people who are on my timeline, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever outlet, who really fuck with me. And when I put out a project, they're listening, they're sharing, they're really like showing me love. So I think it's important to like kind of shout out that and shout out yeah. the people who listen to this right like we're trying to grow this and expand this and we're starting to just even though it's small we're starting to get a consistent 
uh, number of people who are listening. So I mean, shout out to organically things can grow. Exactly. You know, exactly. You without having to like without forcing work on it down marketing campaigns yeah, and viral videos and <laughs> dance challenges. And I just sh- can't like stand like like the whole thing of TikTok is like it's seven or even like uh, vines and shit on IG. Like I I feel like I might be different from most people. Like I I just can't bring myself to like after a day of all the shit that I do, you know, like I, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty self-disciplined with my routines, like for what I need to do for myself. Like I need mm-hmm. to meditate. I need to work out. I need to journal. I need to make music. I need to clean and like things I need that I don't it for me to work social media into my schedule. That's like an hour of social media that I have to work into my, or even two. into my, or two. Like two hours so I have no media. desire to like thumb through things. Like I, I will post things and interact with fans and engage and stuff, but I'm not going to sit there and scroll too long through Instagram, yeah. TikTok, or any other of that shit. Like I yeah. just, to me, it's just not valuable. It's not a valuable use of my time. So before we get into this year end review, do you have any re- re- resolutions you want to state now? You want to like, Speak them into existence for 2021. I want to stop eating pasta. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 such the basic one, right? Yeah, no pasta. No more pasta. Goes <laughs> right to my thighs. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I kind of just want to keep doing what I've been doing because uh, I have a pretty good fucking routine down. I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any like. I usually do a fucking resolution but i don't have one yeah no i just think it's an opportunity to do stuff that's already on your list like for at least for me like there's things that are already on my list they were in my list 2019 they were in my list 20 they were on my list 2014 that you know what i'm saying like oh, learn wait. languages yeah, travel i more. got mine you know, I'm like, like i want to get i want to learn french i want to yeah. continue producing and i want to learn how to play the bass right like i want to i want to be able to mix and master and like, i want to teach adrian spanish I want to produce for a bunch of other artists with my sound and then bring in the sound from other producers to work on my music. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like there's, you know, there's goals. I actually have there. a lot of goals. I don't know. I just, the dams I have opened. I'm thinking resolutions are like, stop doing something usually, you know, like bad habits. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I quit a lot people, of bad yeah, habits. Lot, so yeah, I'm not, did, I'm not quitting anymore. <laughs> I think, no. Okay. One of my things is I'm going to be more honest with people when they're making me uncomfortable like not like in an uncomfortable way like they said a dirty joke but like their energy is like depleting my energy mm. i'm gonna be more like set your boundaries to, yeah, yeah boundary setting that's, important. That, that's, what yeah, I'm that's really that's really yeah. important and i think communication like being able to really clearly communicate your needs or desires or like that's that's for me is like one of those things because i think a lot of the anger that i i develop or or the annoyance i get is because i haven't clearly communicated something mm-hmm. so people are literally doing what they're just inclined to do without yeah. knowing what i'm going through totally because you they never have no idea yeah, you're like you don't any. know that you this know makes saying? me pissed off like, exactly wow. you know what i'm saying like like people are you know asking me for things i'm like i got my kids with me like i don't really want to just do it. i just want to hang out with my kids but, you know, it's just like one of those things. So I think communication for me, as eloquent as I may be, I, I think I'm limited in the way that I communicate about specific things. Because so it's I'm uncomfortable to tell, to set back. But it's, okay, so like for me, I was like, yo, I know certain things that are really hard for me to stop doing, but I need to, I need to stop. Like drinking, that was really hard for me to stop. Stop that. Like, I think being honest and having like really difficult conversations is hard for me. And I'd rather just bury it deep, but I started doing that. So it's like anything that you do that, or that you know you need to do, but it's really, really hard. Like that should be your new year's resolution. Totally. Totally. I agree. 
I agree. Not well, easy shit, you know? Not, people yeah, are no, it's, always trying it's to do all like self work. And I think shit. if there's one thing that we, we, we've been able to understand about this year is that like you have an, an amazing opportunity to do a lot of self work. Yeah. And you have an amazing opportunity to really get thicker skin and like really bust your ass through it. You know well, what I'm saying? It's all and perception like, too. If you realize it to a certain point, you can be, if you're alone and you don't have all these distractions, like going to work every day and like doing all these events and activities and blah, blah, blah. Like you're stuck with yourself, but like, it's incredible. You can create a world of optimism or a world of pessimism and it's totally. all in your fucking head. Exactly. It's the words you use. It's the, the thoughts that you dwell on. It's, you know, the things you write, the thing, everything like you it's get all to energy choose. And it's, we're, we're, we're all energy. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's where you're directing your attention. And like I always say, we're, we're product of the things that we agree to and the things that we pay attention to. So we just got to use this as an, a new opportunity, not only 2020 as a whole, but going into 2021, use Using our current situation and our current climate as an opportunity to really do that digging, that self-work to create those uh, those standards for yourself and those goals for yourself and all of that. But let's take it from the top. Let's take it from January. Oh, okay. And and getting into the wait, new year. what we we're gonna go from January yeah, twenty twenty. No, like, Holy shit! <laughs> like, what are some things from earlier this year that were a highlight for you? Like, for I, I know like El Salvador for us. We went to El Salvador. And taught hip hop, and that was in February. That was right on the brink of shelter in place and COVID going crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like we we got on the plane, and by the time we landed, they were already starting to check for fevers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so that you're was right. Kind of I remember that. Yeah, it was it was very. And then by the time we got back within a week, we were wearing masks outside. It was like no, whole, no, because no shelter in place started like maybe two weeks after. Yes, because you did your your music video. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Um, you released a lot of music videos this year. No, I didn't. One. <laughs> That we've been waiting on forever. And, you know, you, what? you filmed the other one. Well, we, we waited on this my year for a long time because yeah. it wasn't finished because we couldn't film it. Cause and then quarantine. it was like almost tone deaf when it was filmed. Yeah. Finished. So I had yeah. to do a lot of it. Yeah. That one took a while yeah. because it Yeah. But that was no one's fault but COVID and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I just filmed another one and it's going to be done in like, you know, a couple of weeks. And that and one that, looks really good. Yeah. That one's going to be yeah. dope. I, I don't think I filmed. We filmed. We started filming Lambs. Yeah, we also didn't okay. finish yeah, that. We didn't finish that. And yeah, that and I want to use a sex dungeon to fi- not not the hip hop for change sex dungeon, a Another different sex, sex dungeon. dungeon. Several <laughs> other sex dungeons. I need a sponsorship from like a sex store. To. I need a sponsorship. You need a, from, yeah, like, you good need a sex dungeon coupon code. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we did El Salvador. Was there anything before that that we want to shout out? That I don't we, remember. No, not really. Well, we started at FCC like a month or two before that. Yeah. Oh, we, we completely forgot our one year anniversary of doing this podcast, Ratchet and Woke, for like we've been doing it for a year now. I know, like, right? Since November but of we last also year. took a break, so it's not really a full year. But it's a year that the, the product in and yeah, of itself has been in existence. I know. So we just got to shout ourselves out for that. You know? Yeah. You're listening to Ratchet um, and Woke. That's right. <laughs> but I like, you're, 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 you're. You're, you're, you're. Okay, so, you know, uh, so we had the video. We had El Salvador, then shelter in place happened. We did stocks. We got got financially. I actually made a somewhat. lot of money off the stocks. Yeah, I you probably really made did. like, like a you G. went ham. Like, yeah, no, maybe like six hundred. Yeah, but I didn't invest that much. I like over doubled my investment because mm. I'm poor, so I didn't yeah. put that much well, money. Well, you know, I mean, you know, at least that at least speaks to like def- diversifying your 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 economic portfolio. Or it helped money. me pay for like 
moving into here. So yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, not, I'm totally good with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, new place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, we fucking moved. Yeah, you know? we moved. You yeah, know what I'm saying? New place, new, new address. Who this? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that was that was yeah, we that live was on incredible. the island. We're the, about the to get island. a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All the things, see? Domesticated. Um, but then then COVID happened, right? And then like I'm trying to think of like highlights. You released your project in the midst of COVID. I released COVID. my project Light Years album in stores in your phone right now, in your phone right now. Um, yeah. Uh in like July or something, right? Yes. And it is my most successful album, just commercially, retail, like most streams, most sales. Where were you most successful? Like what platform? Bandcamp? iTunes? Um, financially, I would say iTunes. Mm-hmm. People were still like Apple Music. People were buying the. That's album. tight. So that 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 helped. And you get a lot of money for it because it's per song, and you had a lot of songs on the album. Yeah. Like my mm-hmm. album EP was five songs, so it's yeah. like four ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know, I I appropriately priced it, and I think that a lot of my fan base really. They they supported in that they bought the album on iTunes. Rather That's than tight. Streaming. Rather than just streaming yeah, on you know Spotify, what I'm but it was my most streamed album. I think we're we're above fifteen thousand streams for the entire project. As and a then whole. And what about like blog reviews? What were your song? best ones? Oh yeah, I got yeah, I got featured in the source. Uh, shout out to Fantastic Hip Hop Blog. They they named me one of the best fifty albums of twenty twenty. That's which so was, tight. That was that was really a stat for me because and shout out to Mark. This is the dude who's been running Fantastic Hip Hop because he's like the seventeen year old kid who really. I cannot believe he's shit. only seventeen. That's crazy. Yeah, and he's like his hip hop hot takes are like really spot on. Like he really knows the culture. That's dope. He knows it's the gonna be like Rory. Very well educated, like <laughs> in terms of this hip hop shit. So for me to be mentioned among all the other artists that put out music in the, in the from yeah not just like indie artists like all the artists yeah yeah like hip hop right yeah, yeah which all is dope exactly so that was that was cool um I think another couple of web underground hip hop blogs showed a lot of love for my project um Buzz Music LA I mean there was a lot of there was a lot of people who came out and gave me reviews and feedback on the project and it was like my most critically acclaimed project so I'm really happy about that but then creatively i just think it was one of those projects for me that i was like this is if i do nothing else this gets my message out there yeah you know what i'm saying like if i do no other music at least i have a a statement piece. how many songs were on it 14 okay you know what i'm saying but it's a it's a statement piece meaning mm-hmm. like, like this is you could listen to this album and know who unlearned the world is without having listened to anything before me for sure and still get a sense of who i am you know what I'm saying? And you were really happy with that. And that's dope. Really, and you yeah. didn't get to do like a, a you didn't do a release party at all. No virtual nada. No, I did a virtual release party. Oh shout yeah, out, I wasn't there. To, yeah, shout out to Steph Reed, shout out to J Ross. They both came on and like asked me questions about the project and we did a whole thing and people tapped in. Oh, you know tight. So okay, was, never mind. That was cool. Um, but I would have loved to have actually done, you know, we did a sold out show, my first sold out show. Oh ever. yeah, we did that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You act like your year was so shitty. You was, you was popping like. And we went to Vegas too. <laughs> we went to Vegas. I forget we what happened. River. Like there was like a lot of personal highlights in all of it, but I'm also trying to reflect on like what was going on around right the like we had california burnt to california the ground was burning to the ground you had mass protests mass rioting yes. all throughout every major city in in the united states because of uh you know uh george floyd specifically but and then brianna taylor brianna yeah taylor um uh, ahmaud arbery like all all these people who who died due to police violence or due to police conflict and then a it lot of just other in. deaths a lot Chad of other Bozeman. deaths Chaz McBoseman Bozeman my bad um, um and then so Pop died I Pop think in the beginning died. yeah 
uh, Juice World died in the uh, beginning of the year. I don't I think remember. It was, you know, but yeah, there was a lot of hip hop deaths. Like literally, we're just reeling from the death of, uh, of the news of the death of MF Doom. Right, that's, like, that's really, crazy. Like, tragic. So crazy. Yesterday it was um. Ozone from Breaking Two or Shabadoo, uh, Alfredo Shabu. Oh Kinones, yeah, and King like Von too. King Von, and then um, Mo Three. Yeah, a lot. Like, a, a lot, lot of rappers a lot, a died. Lot. A lot of people in the hip hop community died this year, and it's it's tragic. My man Sticky Ricardo. Bill Withers didn't he die? Bill Withers too? died. You oh know what I'm man, saying? yeah. So man. many people. You know, so nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, but rest in peace, Sticky Ricardo. That was my that was my guy. Yeah, that was like your DJ. friend, was not my like really a really good friend. But you know what I'm saying? Like it was, person. But then and still, I'm I, we're we're talking about like hip hop deaths, right? Yeah. So like he was part. He was a very uh, welcomed and and warm fixture in the in the underground hip hop community in the Bay Area. Yeah, like, for whether sure. It was for sure. Me as a, as a as a DJ for me or as a DJ just throughout San Francisco in the Bay Area, he was well known and and people loved him. And it just kind of made me think about my own mortality, just mm-hmm. like in general and like trying, making the attempt to take better care of myself, just health wise, mentally, like I needed, th- you know, I, I entered into therapy. I like, I started like really saying like, I need to start fixing me mm-hmm. and, and removing the blockages that are going to keep me back from the kind of successful life that I want to have. You know what I'm saying? So like that was a major milestone for myself. Um, but then what else? You you quit you quit drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Crazy. Like you're like you know almost five months sober now. Like that's really yeah. Quit drinking and is this your first time like doing like on that sobriety train in to the extent of where the you are now? The only time I was sober was I actually just started writing a verse about this. <laughs> I got sober when I was 20 after I got in this uh, really crazy car accident. I was like my car like spun hella times and like. Huh. If I, there was like three poles that I missed by inches, judging by the car, tra- yeah. like tire marks, that if I had hit any of them, I would have wrapped around because of the speed I was going. And it like immediately, it would have been like fatal. But I didn't, I walked away with like nothing. That's crazy. Um, and then I got pregnant a month later. Mm. So, but I had already been sober right. because of that accident. And then I found out I was pregnant and I decided to keep the pregnancy. Right. And so I stayed sober for that whole time breastfeeding and then like i think like you know i would even throughout breastfeeding i would like drink once a month maybe like go out but but, like yeah i was sober for like a year year and a half period i was pretty sober and then i went through a breakup and i like went crazy again yeah um so since i was like 21 (laughs) and that or 22 till now i haven't gone this long without drinking so so that i mean but that's 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 big that's that you know what i'm saying that that can't be uh understated enough because it's not just you know like i mean just sobriety and like especially we were just talking about sticky and sticky had his own issues with uh well yeah my i also alcohol it wasn't even like just alcohol it was like blow you know like at least for me during like i think this year i got into like a lot of blow and then during covid especially i was just like I didn't know what the point of life was. I didn't know when it was, this was going to end. Like, I know, everything I, I worked at, towards, at I was like, the, fuck this. At the top this. of quarantine, it was like, the world's ending. Yeah. Huzzah. You were I didn't like give Steve a Buscemi and Armageddon, like, welcoming the everything, end of it all. Everything, yeah. yeah. Um, so, because it just it goes to speak to, like, the futility of, like, what we go through as human beings. Such and futility. Just like, you know, like billions of years of consciousness evolution and all we have to show for it are cars and jobs and nine to fives and fucking social media and like you know it's it's the thing that like when i was your age i was rallying against and it's very interesting just to kind of see your growth as a human being because like i i, I see it and i'm like 
I was literally right there. Like I, 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 I see the angst because I'm so detested with society and mm-hmm. the way that like things are. I know I'm very. But I still cynical. have to immerse myself in it and be cordial and like pretend that I care about all this shit and like really, you know what I mean? So there's a, it's a very interesting juxtaposition that can lead to complete insanity also. I think like I'm really fucking angry because I feel like I have bitten the bullet and covered up for a lot of fucked up shit that was done to me to protect other people and just out of my own cowardice, you know, like so many fucking things and events and people and like I, I, and it's not even just like people I would never see. It's like people I see you know, yeah. that are still living near me and I see on social media and are friends with my friends and, like, they don't have the repercussions of any of the injustices they did to me. Yeah. And, like, you know, so I walk... Now I'm not drinking and partying, like, and I've kind of, like, relinquished a lot of my shame and guilt. Like, I'm just left with a lot of anger. Mm. And so, like, in addition to the anger I have towards the human race, I just have anger at just injustice and not just injustice done to me but injustice done to everyone i'm just really yeah. fucking mad so it's like <laughs> it's like how uh, someone, do we deal with this anger <laughs> yeah, i don't fucking know man. yeah <laughs> like the gyms are closed like i'm gonna fucking exactly kill that's someone. what I'm, that's my point going back to the gym right but i mean what, what were some other like can we like before we transition into we have heavyweight crates gonna gonna talk about hip-hop stuff and and, and play a couple of uh, cool little DJ sets for us a little bit later, but um, what were some highlights, right? Like we're kind of, we're like in their doom and gloom. Yeah, moment. no. Like what are what are the, some of the highlights? I mean, I'm happy like year? overall, like to be. I, I feel like I was just having this conversation too. Like I'm on this progression, up this this upward incline, progressing through the hierarchy of needs of of Maslow, who's a, a psychologist and created this hierarchy of needs, this pyramid, mm. where it's like I feel like. You know, you to, you have to get certain amount of needs met before you can reach self actualization. Yeah. And I feel like I'm I'm at this level where I'm like straddling that that higher tier where I'm yeah, at self actualization. Yeah, 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 totally. So like I'm I am happy that like I'm in a space where I'm like absorbing so much information and I'm so introspective and I'm not distracted by alcohol and like my memory, I actually have memory now. Like Ooh. my memory's fucked up and it will always be fucked up because I've been trying to erase my memory for 10 years, but like my memory's coming back so I can like yeah. retain information and like build off that information. Yeah. And so I'm my just, dreams are coming back. I was telling you like a while ago that I stopped dreaming and like over the last maybe mm. two or three weeks, I've been dreaming a lot more. So that's Do you like that's, dreaming. I like having spiritual experiences, which I, I was a devout Muslim for like 15, 20 years and I never had one of those really spiritual experiences that I had been hoping and praying for to know or to confirm that there's something other than this, mm-hmm. right? And it's only when I became liberally Muslim and, like, engaged in, like, all these other things that I do. That Ideologically. I'm having, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had one last night, me and my son, I was, like, you know, I was on edibles, but still. In your dream or in No, in, in real life, like, I oh. was, like, sitting on the couch and, it, like, it happened in the, in the way that it happened in the summertime, right before Sticky died. It was the same thing. Like, I had this really deep spiritual experience on my bed um and it just put me in touch with so much things and it made me just softer and more empathetic and made me in tune with myself and the world around me and i had something very similar happen last just last night um and a lot of it just is just a lot of it is healing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i think that more so like i used to scoff at the term because like 
you know, women often bring up and healing mm-hmm. and protecting energy, and it's kind of like it becomes a cliche buzz term, yeah, and it loses its meaning. But God, that's I hate when that happens. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know, it's conversations that I've had with family members that just made me realize like I needed to do things in my life that now I'm seeing the results of them just in my brain, and it's bringing me so much joy and a newfound insight. Um, that I'm very uh, excited to see how that carries over into my life and my creativity and all these different things. So yeah, it kind of, it kind of allows us to not maybe we are the material successes that we might have uh, benchmarked as a successful year were maybe not there for a lot of people. But yeah. I think there's like existential benchmarks that 100%. we can recognize, and that's I mean. I'm grateful that I can at least like afford rent and food and like shit, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm cool with that. Like I'm never. I always kind of have, uh, like, revolted or rebelled against materialism because I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. But like I think I would. I'm still guilty of you know, uh, recognizing a good year as if you made a lot of money or bought a car or whatever shit like that. But I think like we need to recognize like. Yo, what if we just kind of evolved, yeah, you know, mentally, you know, I feel like I'm just a, and I look at people that, I, and I see them still stuck. And so I'm kind of grateful that I'm not stuck anymore, right. at least for the time being, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm sure it'll be a But let, let's, let's, uh, let's like lighten the mood and like talk about some music with DJ Soares and my Yay. man Mark Stretch. Yay. Let's go. Oh, rest in peace to the God. Let's go. The one and only. Recipe fam F Doom, you know the vibes, you know what we on right now. Real hip hop. Welcome 2021. 2020. Pissed off a lot of people, yo. Um, you're now listening to the sounds of heavyweight crates. Mark Stretch. DJ Soros. Let's get into it. MF Doom, man. But we're with, we're joined, Ratchet and Woke Podcast. We're joined by the incomparable, <laughs> infamous, <laughs> infamous heavyweight crates, Mark Stretch, DJ Source. Gentlemen, how y'all feeling? Good, man. Good. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'
know, the whole MF Doom thing. We were talking about it. So those, so those that don't know, MF Doom, it got announced that he passed today, but it turns out he passed back in October. If that ain't some MF, MF if that's shit, not, Yeah, if that's not some MF like, Doom shit, like, you know, he's... Doom shit for real. For like, those who don't like, know this, what you talking about? this is a man notorious for sending out decoys for shows because he's high. He, he hides behind that mask. Um, it, yeah, it's a very MF way, MF doom yeah. way to go out. So again, yeah. prayers to his family, prayers to his loved ones, everybody who, who he's affected and touched. Yeah, that's and, wild um, that they no one said anything until now. Because he's such an enigmatic character that no one like is is. It, we were actually expecting new music. Like we kept yeah. on getting news that he was dropping something new, so we were just like excited about that. But what if they keep? Do, what if this is the new trend that now this is what's going to happen? We was talking about that. Like if anybody would promo their album this way, it's doomed. <laughs> yeah, you know what but, I mean, like fake oh, his own about death. He's about to drop. He's, yeah, he's going to about to put an album. He's going to go platinum. We uh, we also lost a, another big Bay Area figure today. We got some news that our brother K Max passed away. K Max, I don't, I'm not K- familiar with K Max. K-Max. Was a, a, a San Francisco producer, vocalist, songwriter, um, big on the boogie scene, okay, like boogie funk, and uh, yeah, we got that kind of gut punch today too. So it's been an emotional day. We're rocking through it though. We're celebrating New Year's, and uh, yeah, we're doing it for for K Max. We're doing it for Doom tonight, and uh, we're dedicating this to them. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on, especially last minute, playing some tunes and vibing with us. And you know, I mean, we're just going to use this time to really, really just talk hip hop and to kick it about the culture and like some some of the highlights that y'all felt um, were relevant to the culture this year in terms of music, in terms of like other things that may have been happening. Like, what what are what are some of y'all musical or personal highlights if y'all just want to reflect on the year and 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 how it's been for you guys? Um, well, for me personally, what I really, what, what I really enjoyed is that despite this pandemic, there's so many people that have started to connect more. It's weird since, since people aren't trying to be everywhere at once and they're forced to be sitting still mm-hmm. at home, mm-hmm. they're making more effort to connect with other people in their community. When you look at like the, uh, the Grand National movement that's happening over here, like, like oh, all yeah. of those artists, it's like 35 artists or something like that. Like all those people were on their own page until COVID hit. And then it yeah. forced them to kind of reassess and start putting their money into the same pot, if you, so to speak. Right, like a co-op almost. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everybody helping each other. Yeah, the Grand National Movement in the Bay Area was strong this year. You had Jane Hancock. You had uh, um, the Grand Shore National Highway. Album. You had East Shore Highway, Deed yeah. Sharp, Brookfield Deuce, Monty Draper. Shout out to Soundtrack and all of them. Um, yeah, that was, I know that we've was been in our creative bit. bag here. We've been working yeah. on projects. Yeah. I know uh, we got something on the Yeah, other. yeah. We got the Electric Mayhem project, project that we're going to put in the but, works. Uh, but yeah. I have a mix that I'm working on. Um, it's called uh, Cover Your Brass. It's a brass band cover mix. Ooh, so I nice. got a custom like track that. from Jazz Mafia. They did a cover of Craftworks, uh, uh, The Model. And Ooh. then it goes into an uh, 80s hip hop medley. So I got an exclusive track from Jazz Mafia. It features everyone from Breakdown Brass to Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. So that's coming first quarter of 2021. Uh, Stretch also got a bunch of projects he's working on. 
but yeah, we've been making beats, making mixes. We've been busy in the lab here, so. Yeah, no, that that's a good question you were going to say. No, I was going to say, could you please send us some fr uh, brass sounds to make beats with? Because I find it so difficult to find <laughs> a good trumpet sound. Like, I want, like, a, a trumpet trio to, like, make beats with, you know? Like, a really good sounding one. So if you want to send us a sound Yeah, back, yeah, I got you. I'll, uh, <laughs> you, guys, you guys have Spotify, right? Yes, yes. We are actually featured on Spotify. I'll just send you the cover your brass playlist, and you'll... You'll have all Perfect. That. Ooh, That's exactly yeah. what we need. But not, <laughs> but but both of y'all are DJs. Mark Shreds, you 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 you've had a, a significant amount of time emceeing. But oh, you don't sleep. Don't sleep. <laughs> Thor's been on bars. He don't do Ooh. it much anymore. See, oh, I, that's oh, a hidden oh, secret. We go. We gonna drag him out of retirement for this Get a get a couple. Mm -hmm. We gonna get, get an eight and a half out of sorts. yeah. Get a you couple beers and a kid. Yo, make me break out my rhyme books, yo. Yeah. What did you say to me and Amani when we asked you about your your origin story for your name, and you said some like you dropped a few bars on us? What was it? Oh, uh, I was telling you guys the kind of the background where I got my DJ name. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always had the nickname Saurus just from homies growing up. Um, I was in a graffiti crew. And they gave me the nickname Saurus. So by the time I had to come up with a DJ name, I just adopted Saurus because I connected DJ Saurus to digging. Like digging for records is like digging for fossils with archaeology. Yeah. So I came up with the prehistoric B-boy here to destroy all the fake decoys. Ah, there you go. There you go. He got a little something in there. That's good yeah. He let, yeah. <laughs> Next time you're just gonna be like the prehistoric b-boy. Yeah, it's gonna have a little bit more oomph Turn to it. It's into gonna a bar. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're gonna throw it on something. But I want to speak to y'all about 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 DJing and like this whole year, right? We're doing a year in or year end review, however you want to call it. But I know we were talking about earlier in our podcast. We were talking about the effect that 2020 and COVID has had on just the nightlife scene, but particularly DJs being affected more so than any other artist that I know of um, in the midst of that. So I want y'all to speak to y'all experience just in terms of DJs and how having to shift, you know what I'm saying, in terms of what you do, in terms of the money y'all making, like all of that. So whoever wants to like talk about that experience this, this year. Um, well, for I think for us in particular, it's on one hand, we didn't change much, right? Because we, we're like, we're going to DJ regardless. Two people, 2,000 people, 200 people, whatever. We're going right. to DJ the same way. It's just we had to shift and be a little more creative about, like, whereas before we could count on the, the venue to provide kind of the backdrop and then we could come in and provide the vibe. Now, like, we're responsible for both. So mm. it's just so half the source and I, you know, we, we, we're roommates, so... My room is big enough that we could set up and still DJ at the same schedule that we were doing before. So there are mm. people that check in with us that have been checking with us for years because they used to come and see us at like Legionnaire and uh, some of the other venues. Right. So I and think for us, the big thing that we, that we had to just figure out on our own, like how to set our own vibe and then start building your own channel. Like that, yeah, that's the right. big thing. And all DJs had to do it. I mean... Yeah. People were scrambling to get their twitches established, yeah, and that was a big thing. It's it's the learning curve is not only how to set up your twitch and do the live streams. The learning curve for DJs is how to take yourself out of your creative box on the turntables and have to focus on being a host 
mm. have to focus on the chat room. So it's a lot of different moving parts that we just had to learn. We had to adapt as we went. So me, myself, I'm a little late to the game in terms of getting my streaming set up, but I'm testing it for, for us, for hip hop, for change. But Stretch has been on the video since way back. I mean, Future Shock at Legionnaire, the first Friday night started as a video night. Yeah, yeah. We actually used to mix music videos before that even became a party night, which was like, you know, we've been doing Future Shock for how long? Seven Seven years? years, So, I mean, that's that's an Oakland staple. Um, y'all have been up in there. You know the vibes. Yeah, yeah, we know yeah. the vibes. I was about to say, like, it's... You know the problem. It gets, yeah, it gets, it, gets, it gets real crazy in there. a problem. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it gets real yeah. It gets it gets real crazy. I'm, I'm, I miss those days, and I'm, I'm, waiting, yeah. I'm waiting for them to come back. I mean, speak a little bit about what y'all think is going to come back and the way, like, how... How are DJs going to start coming back incrementally as venues start opening up and things start clearing up? Like, do you see much more action happening on Twitch just as much as the venues? Or do you think like, you know, like for people who work, like people who go to yeah. offices, they, they determined yeah. like even when things go back to normal, a lot of offices are going to still probably do virtual, right? So yeah. there's now there's these new opportunities. There's these new audiences that people, DJs, artists have amassed outside of their local area, outside of venues that they're still going to have to cater to. So how do you think that's going to work in terms of the DJ world trying to juggle your online presence and your online audience with like what people know you for in the community? I think it's going to uh, DJs are always, always DJ. <laughs> always, always. Um, I think there's a lot of DJs itching to get back, but I know from speaking with different venue owners, um, it's looking like things are going to come back just with, with super abbreviated capacities. Yeah. So I think like part of it for us is how to continue to build the streaming presence, but also be able to do events broadcasting streaming from different venues like the midway we did that live show together yes, we did. yeah um we're talking about doing our women's empower our environmental equity summit there and also just connecting with venues to see what kind of streaming stuff we do because there's literally venues sitting dormant and that's kind of my thinking is connecting with these venue owners that are struggling and find a way to do limited capacity events interesting and then actually bringing your yeah bringing your online audience to the physical event that's i think it's just how do you uh you know monetize that because i I've, i've been thinking about this you know like they've been doing huge festivals and they've been still doing it virtually and i always thinking like how much am i willing to spend for an online version or experience of all of my favorite bands, you know, I'm not gonna pay well, like the six hundred two dollars. Yeah, you know, so it's like, like D, uh, not D Nice, um, fucking DJ Dummy who DJs for um, Common. He was doing mm. a New Year's Eve stream tonight, hosted by El Boogie, and he was charging two bucks. And I'm like, that's reasonable. That's yeah. hella reasonable. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it's two bucks, you're gonna fuck with it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Instead of like the shit show on New Year's where you're paying fifty dollar tickets. That part. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate that For some free bullshit champagne. I mean, New Year's is a rookie holiday anyway, I feel yeah. like. So <laughs> I'm better behind the turntables. Yeah, yeah exactly. And once you talk about fifty dollar covers, it's like two hundred dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, you go to the bougie <laughs> joints. This is no, this is what happens when you're a DJ. We become so disconnected from the price because we're not paying. It. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. Not working, I'm not going. Exactly. 
thing though is like I want to be like VIP or performing. Yeah. For shows from now on. Exactly. I mean, I like to be with the people, but you know, I'm not. Being, He's like, I'm not a peasant. Yeah, not, not me. Well, because I'm, I'm also giant, so it don't bother me to be with. You, <laughs> you want to live in the club? Close, you want to be in VIP. Once you exactly. get a taste of that glamorous life, you don't want to go back. Right? Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel. Sure it, but I think, sure I think enough. two dollars. $2 is a good price point for watching like some of your favorite DJs or personalities yeah. like do what they want to do on live stream. It's what you pay for uh, a movie on YouTube or on yeah. Netflix or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or not Netflix, yeah. but like, you know, yeah. any of those. Yeah. Like, so I think it's a good price point. And if, if you have an international audience, you can, you know, you or can maybe a tip make jar a decent, or something. You yeah, know? like a virtual yeah. tip jar. Like, I mean, and this is a great transition into just talking about hip hop in general. So we were, I was watching the versus the, the versus battle E40 too short but i was watching it on youtube and there was a dude who was live streaming it moderating it right he was moderating yeah. it exactly yeah. and i literally watched him make like 50 dollars or more in 30 minutes yeah, just cool. from cash app you know what i'm saying so i think there's an opportunity there just for like people who are go-getters and entrepreneurs in this space for us to like be able to really yeah. monetize whatever audiences we have and again celebrating the audience we have because we were just talking about how artists are so fixated, especially independent artists, we're so fixated on trying to expand and build our audience and get more and more eyes on us that we forget or take for granted the people who actually already fuck with us. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah, really having them, like speaking to them, creating a community amongst them for them to hold you down financially, for you to hold you down just emotionally. As an artist, you get so caught up and, and cut off from you know that gratification that we need so to have those people giving you that like right on great work love your shit like right. i think that still helps just and, mentally for us and being able to tap into different audiences um yeah the homie dj epic uh, he's part of our motown on mondays family he started streaming and he basically is saying now like twitch twitch changed his life in terms of like being able to tap into audiences from all over the globe like he's got folks from he's got a following from Brazil Damn. taps into his streams. And not only that, with the subs, um, DJs are making good money off streams now. Yeah. They're mm. making more, if not as much as they were at gigs. Interesting. From, oh, from, that's from subscriptions. I gotta get my DJ and, <laughs> you know, yeah. you have to do it right. And you have to know how to use the emotes. And like we have a homegirl in L.A. that's a moderator uh, for some DJs. And she. She moderates the chat, and so the DJs don't have to worry about it, and it takes that pressure off the DJs or the performers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're basically competing with every other thing that is on yeah. a screen, right? And that's that's the challenge, and that, I was explaining that to teachers because teachers, a lot of teachers, when we were talking about virtual learning, were expressing their frustrations, and I said, well, you're competing now for these students' attention in the same way that I have to compete as a rapper for everybody's attention. You know what I'm saying? As a teacher, you're now competing with whatever's on YouTube. You're now competing with whatever's on Instagram or whatever they have to thumb through. So you have to be just as charming or charismatic or content driven in your in your curriculum as you do for anything else. But the same would go for DJs. DJs have to create this like I don't know if you have to necessarily create this pomp and circumstance, but you have to create a, a, a infrastructure where you have somebody moderating the chat as you're getting in your bag and you have to be a personality that people would like to watch, especially as you're just playing music. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's yeah. multifaceted. I can I can throw a mix on and then leave the room and clean my house while the mix is on. But you you already said the key word. You said yeah. the key word. It's content. 
Compton yeah. is Compton is like king or queen or what like that is what is running everything now. It was already headed that way and then COVID made it like the main thing. If you can't mm-hmm. put together interesting content, like you 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 have no presence really, right? You just you're just talking to the air if you can't create good content. Even you can play the the coldest mix ever, ever, but if you can't make it interesting in a way that people uh, are drawn into if you can't interact with those people if you can't make it some like a more of a two-way conversation like then you're not create you're not creating a high enough level of content to be uh, to be relevant yeah so do you use visuals when you guys are, are uh, you know like performing do you have lights like what do you do to yeah. keep your audience engaged and paying attention I mean for us I'm, I we have like lighting and, and, and we made and we make sure we set up an area that was visually interesting, but we always between each song, we're looking to see who tapped in. We're looking to see who uh who said something. We're looking to see who subscribed so we can interact with those people. For us, it's like more of the music, the interaction, and then our energy between the two of us. And then acknowledging people that come into the room because Ooh, that's yeah. that's part of the interaction, the new part of the interaction feeling like you're at a show is getting recognized by other people in the room or if you're the moderator getting a shout out it's like it's like giving a dap to someone in the club think of like most is performing you just came through the door it's like oh shit unlearned just walked in here right yeah. like same yeah. vibe totally. yeah. right and also i think what it boils down to is you still have to be able to retain a crowd for more than 15 minutes i mean no matter how you slice it i think it's it's necessary to say that djing in general has turned into a fucking popularity contest Mm. i mean you've got fucking cake cutting button pushers that have a bunch of likes (laughs) on fucking instagram that can't fucking dj and so that's a lot of and and you know it it really boils down to the skills i mean hip-hop was based on skills if you didn't have skills, you couldn't battle at the party. And yeah. we're bringing it back to basics. That's what we're all about is making sure that the DJ part of the show is part of what you're getting. You're getting juggling. You're getting scratching. You're getting the joints you want to hear. You're getting our fucking sexy personalities. There you go. Get in your bag, son. Yeah. Get in your bag, son. Tell me that, son. Tell me that. Don't you guys feel like even now, if you were to go back to return to venues, like there should be a huge projected screen where it, there's a camera on y'all's hands and it's showing the skills, like rather than people just being, you know, listening to what you're doing and not realizing like, yo, this actually takes like a lot of skill to like beat juggle and, you know, do all that shit. Like there should be a camera on your fucking hands and it's projected like, well, that, like that. That's what, so that's the interesting part of this is that because everything has gone home, the people that are tuning in are a little, I feel like, are a little bit more intelligent music-wise, right? Because yeah. if, you're, if you're out there rocking, there's so much competing for your attention, the bar, the other people, like, yeah. the vibe, like, all of this stuff is happening. And, you, like, while you as the DJ may be getting the floor moving, you don't necessarily have the same level of attention as, it, as when it's just two people inside a room, just the background, just the music, 
then those people that could repeatedly tune in, a lot more of them are interested in what you're doing. They're not just there to be seen because nobody's seeing them. They want to celebrate the technique of it all. Yeah, they want to celebrate yeah. the, the, the artistry. The same thing with the hip-hop show. It's like, you know, we'll be, I'll go to hip-hop shows, even the ones I, I don't perform at, and I'll be wanting to genuinely listen to the MC, but I think a lot of people are there just to get fucked up, and they'll be, like, yelling in my ear and, like, trying to talk to me. I'm like, this is so disrespectful. Let's right. listen yeah. to the artist. But I think yeah. you're absolutely right. It's like there's nothing vying for your attention when you're just sitting on a screen. If anything, they want, they expect more from you as a as in like entertainment, like yeah. well, the pressure is high. The pressure is higher. Like yeah. it's just you. You can't hide behind us like a swanky wherever you playing. You can't hide behind this huge backdrop and all these lights. It's you, fam. And if yeah. you can't, if you ain't got it, then nobody's gonna stay in the room. You out of here. It really mm. has weeded out the the whack performers from the people who have talent. Yeah. Because you can't, you know, you can't hide behind the person going before you or after you, yeah. you just have to have skills and you have to have the, uh, I guess, just the personality to retain your room, right? Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. Well, actually, that's a great segue. So let's get into a real quick mix. I want y'all to put, put it down for us one time. And then on the other side of that, we'll talk about, before we sign off, we'll talk about some hip hop highlights, some things that y'all was feeling this year, some things that y'all weren't feeling this year. And we can just get into an old fashioned, you know, hip hop conversation. Uh -huh. Yeah, so let, let's go. Heavyweight crates on the ones and twos, on the threes and fours, or whatever. See, now this is exactly, this is going to be exactly what we were talking about, where it ain't just about you showing up and playing some joints. And y'all got to gotta entertain somebody. <laughs> and you guys are doing a live stream tomorrow, right? Well, tomorrow being today, because we we're doing, putting this up. Yeah, we so, are doing Future Shock. It's the first day of the year. Yeah. And we are doing Future Shock. We are starting it strong. And uh, setting the, we're setting the mood for the whole fucking year. Yeah, I like that. That's, I mean, that's, like, that's like important. 2020 was, a, 2020 was a test, right? And this is the victory lap. We, we, hey. we made it through. Hey. We made we it through, right? Absolutely. Like, Let's that's go, man. Album <laughs> victory lap? No, I know oh, that was already an <laughs> yeah. album name. I'm, not, I'm just saying no. like 2020 was a test. This is the victory lap. That's like a cool, I like that. I like that. I mean, I, like I got bars still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't, ain't rap since Source was a baby Source, but I got one. <laughs> yeah, B. Let's get into it. You oh. now listen to sounds to the incredible, indelible. Hey, Source. Heavyweight Crate. Source, 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 Source,
That's what happens. That's that's that was beautiful. Bro, it's faster than a pop tart, bro. Don't take much much for my man to get heated up. Exactly, exactly. Yo, have have you guys watched that Timbaland Masterclass yet? What? The Timbaland Masterclass. I have not. Yo, because V watched it a little bit ago, and like he legit used only the three different sounds to make to make that song. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that part I I knew already, but that's crazy, like. Who knows how much money, how many plays, how many people have heard that? Seriously. It, it was probably, you know, <laughs> think about how many producers, like, pop songs go through. I mean, we were just watching this, like, conspiracy doc on how, you know, you all these major pop songs go to, like, five different producers to add something to it before it even, like, goes yeah. out. And it's super fucking expensive. And Timbaland yeah. just used three fucking sounds, like, yeah. random ass shit. That just goes to show you, like, skill and genius. Like, you know what I mean? Timbaland's been a genius. Like, um, I'm trying to think of the song. There's a song where the uh, the shaker is pencils in a cup. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember wow. which which song it is, but he's nuts, fam. Like he's yeah. just like, oh, hold on, that's a sound. I'm about to use that joint. Yeah, exactly. I love really? when you go outside of the box and use different sounds. Yeah. I think artifacts on uh, wrong side of the tracks. They use the spray can for mm-hmm. the hi hats. Yep. Okay, the, the, and the then havoc used the, havoc used the 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 pilot lighter. Uh, lighter for yeah. the uh, the stove yeah, for yeah. the hi hat on shook ones. So those remixes that I played, by the way, I just want to shout out the producers. Hmm. Um, the Dirt Off Your Shoulders is dude franchise. From okay. Nether, I've from heard of franchise. Yeah, I've heard of franchise. Ooh. Not franchise from the Bay. He's okay. actually from the Netherlands. Interesting. Uh, not my boy who does the Run the Town Night with me, but and then the other yeah. dude is uh, the Formation one, the UPP. Who did that one? So you guys are like oh, constantly. And Don Mayer. And actually, shout out, shout out the franchise. I actually met franchise when we were when we were on tour. Right. Oh. Uh, it's like yeah, Don Mayer did the. Uh, the formation. The formation. It's called Break Your Formation, featuring Uki. It's that. It's the one with Beyonce. It's the Busta flip. Nice. So y'all are constantly like. It's just so interesting. Uh, because the way a DJ's mind works when you're looking for songs is like you're trying to find crazy remixes that are really obscure, but people will still recognize a certain component to it, but it's different. Whereas most other people are just looking for like the top hit song when they're shuffling through Spotify or YouTube. Like, what's your mentality when you guys are trying to find music? When you're, well, cur- a lot of it when too you're curating. Is, is uh, the newer remixes that we fuck with, the drums are all bigger. Yeah. So okay. it's like these DJs who are doing edits is what is what we call them. Um, they're taking these joints and they're flipping them, but they're putting updated drums. So it's yeah, like so that shit slaps the out heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, 808 like, on the on the dirt yeah. off your shoulders was, yeah. Exactly. You can hear that, and it really just adds that extra slap, that extra bounce that makes it more crossover to play for different audiences. Now, speaking of producers and speaking of beats, like who do you think this year were some of the top producers? Like, in y'all opinion, just sonically. Before COVID hit, who were y'all, like, really rocking? What records were really rocking? During your during your Twitch, like, what records were getting the flame emojis? <laughs> like, what producers... Yeah, what producers or what records were really going off for y'all? Wow. Um, I'd have to look at it. I'd have to really dig 
because so I do a night called Nod Factor, and the whole thing is remixes. Okay. So, um, I mean, ex- I saw I saw the, the the new Exile shit. He got he gets a lot of he got a lot of love from me this year. So I'll take it in the interim. Um, yeah. I think it's it's worthwhile to mention Hit Boy this year. I was yes, absolutely. He was, so, he was first on my list. I mean, yeah, yeah. We we know just in terms of diversity and how many styles he did this year. Seriously. Um, I think he between with Nas, Nas the Benny, Benny record, like. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we're looking for everything from underground all the way to the top, but. Um, other producers, I think, you know, Madlib is still relevant. Yeah. You know, the um, the Mad Gibbs record that like he did. Rock or was that last year? That Rock Stove Marciano, God Stove God Cooks. Like Rock Marciano came, came out with this record with Stove God Cooks, Reasonable Drought. That was, did you guys see, that was did you an hear amazing. that one? Ooh, I feel like Soros would love that one. Yeah. 38 Special is on one right 38 now. Special. Yeah. That, that album with him in Asia is nuts. Alchemist That's also. Crazy. I think Alchemist oh, also had a phenomenal year with the Alfredo record. And yep. Um, yep. he had a couple of other moments. I think he, uh, he did a couple of other uh, joint projects with artists i think he did a joint with Con- him and conway from gazelda uh i'm trying to think of anybody else but yeah alchemist was really killing it this year as well yo i forget who did the 21 savage album it wasn't michael metro booming metro booming yeah. yeah i always get them kind of confused yeah oh, metro LP. lp from run the jewels lp run the jewels oh, yeah, do you yeah. remember 100%. what the homie's name who does uh sarox production is oh What's that's soul messiah soul messiah, soul messiah. That new Cyrock record is the new Cyrock album was really really dope. You know what I mean? Really like, dope. I've been playing the shit out of that Gold Leaf song. Um, the one with uh, Black Thought was yeah, really that dope. Was dope. Black Thought had a lot of oh, dope features uh, this year. Black yeah. Thought, yeah, Black Thought had a lot Black of standout features. Was crazy on the Cyrock yeah. record. Yeah. yeah. Who produced the Busta album? Like, who was the main producers for that one? Or did you just have a whole bunch? He of was all over. He had a bunch he was, yeah. He had like Hit Boy. He had Knots. Knots is a producer that he's had for years. Knots yeah, produced Nots the one. Nots he did that record. I was so happy to hear that he did the record with him and Ka- Kendrick, yeah, with the with yeah, the Michael Jackson yeah, sample. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over, over my shoulder. Yeah, so uh, Knott's, yeah, Knott's is from Anderson like... Anderson Pac joint, you... Oh, yeah. Anderson Pac has been killing it, though. Yeah. Can we please... Yo, he's, he's killing Anderson it. Pa- Anderson Pac is bulletproof at this point. Seriously. Seriously. This point. It doesn't matter whether it's in a stadium or a tiny concert. Tiny desk? His tiny desk are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he smashes. Like, yeah. He, 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 I, me, personally, he hasn't had a misstep yet. I saw him live like he's, right before COVID hit, and he was incredible. Like he just yeah. killed it playing the drums. He's such a good ass entertainer, and like his voice yeah. is just dope. Yeah, he just did he you knows guys how to hear like, the record that he did with uh, with Rick Ross. I no. I may I might have heard it. If if not, I want to play that yeah, for y'all. That? Yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is so fun. fun. <laughs> let's get, yeah, let's let's get it. Let, let, let me see if I have, if I have it. But yeah, no, Anderson Pack was by far one of the more standout performers. Even though his album, I don't think he released an album. He released nah. like a slew of singles yeah. um, this year. But like, shit. yeah, he just creates a moment. Like, he creates moments. And I, yeah, I really appreciate him for that. Um, let, me, uh, who else? Let, me play, who? let me play this joint for y'all real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Heavyweight Crates. This, yeah, this is the record. Oh my God, this is the crate. Hey boy, the beast of beast, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
sometimes you need a friend. Not the ones that just show up and don't put nothing in. You know the ones that lend their hand and want to see you win. When you come up on that lick, make sure you got them in. And then, huh, sometimes you need a foe. Want to keep your eyes open, keep you on your toes. You know the ones that want to keep you where you've been before. But I can't go. No, I can't go. No, I can't go. And whoa, sometimes I need a check. Not the sneakers, but like, the ones that make you watch the step. You song on the bus and shit. I sat down with my accountant, he said I got good. And I'm not even a rose fan like that. Rick Ross. Fucking bodies in there. Bad news. I fuck with Okay, okay. Look. Sometimes you need the faith. Sometimes you need to know you. Sometimes you need to wait. Shoot like the golden boy, but they from the bay. You can't negotiate with Drake. You gon' have to pay. But wait. Jugging on the main stage. Fucking up the main frame. Grew up having nothing, you're labeled impatient. But once the boss made it, you're labeled amazing. Meticulous with words, such a force of nature. I don't want to seem absurd, but that boy's a gangster. Focusing on me, wait from Tel Aviv. Barbados with the hustle, pockets, LRDs. Distinctive destinations, all I want to see. Ocean from residences, three different ones a week. Cause I deserve that, it's time to learn that Mess around and put that thing up where your permit Six figures every year, yeah, I earn that At the front of this line is where my turn at That is a master class on how you take a mainstream performer And put them back in their underground bag like yeah, that right there, like totally. I, I'm a Ross fan. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ross, Ross fan, fan too. Yeah, but the thing is, people forget. Like just because he's on all that lush production and he's on his drug raps, my man like does have a skill set that not a lot of people have. Like he, 100%. to me, he's like almost in that same vein as Clips was. Like he just mm. paints stories about drug rap. It ain't that the man ain't got bars. Right? Yeah, and, and if you put him on like, something like. That's what that if you put him on something kind of bare bones, he has what it takes to hold that weight. And it's just like I said, it's a master class in that. And it's an opportunity for people that have always kind of shot down people for being mainstream, for being successful. It's a yeah. reminder, like these people came through the same gateway. Just because yeah. you didn't hear about them till they big doesn't mean they didn't put in the work. Seriously, he was like with Slip and Slide back in like yeah. the 90s. He was like Trick Daddy, like he was like in that group of people, Trina and them, and then for him to develop the way he is. But no, you brought up a good point because he is in that lane of like, uh, I would say the same lane as a Fat Joe, same lane yeah. as a Pusha T, right? We keep, we keep this on the desk. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Every day yeah. I'm hustling. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But What's even... Oh, oh go ahead. I just thought like the 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 timbre or timber, whatever the fuck you pronounce that. Timber. Timber. T i m b r e. Whatever. Like next to Anderson Pack's voice, like I just like that contrast. Like I almost feel contrast. like Anderson Pack even maybe picks people to collab with that like mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, bring out his voice a little better. Like you yeah. don't hear well, him. He's a, he's a producer. He yeah. Th he thinks like a producer when he may, like when he mm -hmm. does his vocals. It's just like that's why Dilla was such a good rapper because he rapped thinking like a producer, thinking mm. about his voice as an instrument. You can mm. hear that, like you said, with the people that, that Anderson picks to collab with. Like, it, it, you, take a, you take a voice that's real husky, and, and it's over here in his pocket, 
and it leaves him room for his instrument, which is his voice. Do you guys yeah. remember when he was uh, Breezy Lovejoy? I remember that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember him being Breezy What was the Freestyle Fellowship cipher? What was the the cipher called in L.A.? That's where I first met him through my Project Blowed. Project Project Blowed. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I met him through my boy Goonie back in the day. When he yeah, I know a lot of people who I know, a lot of LA cats who who no, remember him yeah. from the Breezy Lovejoy days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, no, that's it. Was, that's a great. But um, Pusha T. Well, while we were speaking about Pusha T, he had the record with Black Thought and um, Killer Mike, right? Whose whose album was that on? Was that on the Black Thought album? And then uh, Swiz, Swizzy was on that one too, right? Yeah, yeah Good Morning. Good morning. Good morning yeah. was the name of that record. Yeah, I, mean, I think Swizz. It, became, I, it came on the album later, but it was a Lucy when it dropped. Yeah, because I remember yeah. when it dropped, yeah. my phone was going off like crazy. <laughs> it was actually on the Black Thought record, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it ended up on the Black Thought yeah, album, yeah. but it came out as a Lucy. I think he did a series of Lucys. He did like Black Th- Thought versus everybody, and then he did um a bunch of other ones. But like, I mean, Black Thought just needs his flowers as like one of the greatest uh, MCs he needs ever. Entire garden. Yeah. <laughs> That brother right there, one of the hardest working, always at the top of your list when you talk about lyricists. Uh, I mean, he does all of this. He still represents hip hop to the fullest. And then it's like, hold on, I got to fly. I got to go head up the Jimmy Fallon show. Like, and he's writing yeah. a fucking play right now. Wow. Yeah. Did you see his tiny desk in the living room? I, I, yeah, I, I saw, haven't I seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen like all the tiny desks. I fucking love that yeah. shit. I'm a, t- I'm, I'm a tiny desk whore. Also. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Who, what was, what's one of your guys' favorite tiny desk Rhapsody. performances? Rhapsody, Rhapsody, Brother Jewel, and uh, uh, who was on there? Uh, Foreign Exchange. My favorite one Foreign was uh, yeah. this. this uh, she's a saxophone player. She goes by Nubia Garcia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a jazz saxophonist, but she did her fucking tiny desk on a boat, yo. <laughs> oh, maybe I didn't see that one, but I like How baller is that? that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're inside and they have plants. As the they have a tiny but... desk, but <laughs> it's <laughs> on a boat. To, to do your tiny desk on a boat? That's some baller-ass shit. Yeah, you're, you're making a statement. I like when it's like some rappers that you wouldn't think would get into their like instrumentation bag, you know, like Roddy Rich, you know, when he plays live with instruments, it's way doper to me than you receive it differently. Yeah. Yeah. When like, like some of the more melodic rappers, like Roddy Rich is a great example because he's one of the ones that became more popular. So he gets those opportunities to flex his artistic muscle. Mm -hmm. Like they're not giving that to future. Right, Future doesn't know what to yeah. do with the live band, whereas a Roddy Rich actually has musicality in his arrangements, in the melodies he's choosing. So to put him with the live band to come up with those melodic kind of uh, comp- compositions really brings out whatever he's about. Yeah, and then it make it just it, you hear it differently. You know what I'm saying? Because if you hear it on the radio, you hear it in, in the context of like top forty, you're gonna right. no, nah, I'll take it or leave it, right. right? But if you hear it like if I saw that live, I would think he was like you the have greatest to shit adjust, ever. You have to kind of downshift for Tiny Desk and do something more creative. I feel like exactly mm-hmm. minimalist. Like, yeah. yeah. But, um, did you see Lakele Forty Sevens? No, I no. haven't, and that I love one. her. I think you would. I think you would like that one. She's another artist where I I um, receive her better when I see her live than yeah. hearing her. Um, just I don't know some of her songs haven't really been hitting me hard, but like when I watch her like freestyle live or just just any yeah. live performance, I'm like, you're fucking dope. Who are who are some new artists that came out this year? You just got put onto this year that you really appreciated. 
for sure, Vel the Wonder. Um, Yo, I've been fucking with her for for a long time. She's yeah. really dope. Yeah. So my boy Steve Wonder, which is actually interesting that they're both Wonder. Uh, <laughs> he put me on. He was actually doing a Twitch stream, and he oh. played that ice cream joint produced by Skiz, and that's nice. how I found out about her. But um, but yeah, she's dope. She's that um, Who else? I'm I'm late, and I'm gonna say that the the whole JMO gang. I'm so late on oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. JMO gang? Yeah. Yo, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like Jameson? Uh, Asia. It's Elgant, J57, Raskaz, Slug, yeah. Tyler, uh, Crimbo. Let me say yeah, they got Crimbo. Asia on a couple joints. They Bro, got... Oh, I have... Primo's I have doing a gang of production on it. Ooh. It's fucking they're, crazy. They're New York. Yeah. Folks, too, I learned. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That, that Elgant dude, I'd heard his name before, yeah, yeah. but nobody put me on. I'm, I was also... You know, whatever. Take my demerits. I was also late on Crooked. Like, Crooked Eye, I was super late on him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah same insane. thing, bro. Like, yeah. Elgant, like, when I, said, when I said his name, people were like, where the fuck you been? Like, this dude's <laughs> been mashing people up. Yeah. Uh, that's been the big one for me. I feel like a lot of, a lot of things that I've been listening to this year have been, like, producers that do kind of wavy remixes because mm. I've been expanding my, my, my thoughts around, like, what hip hop means to me, right? Like I, I got my cornerstone, I got my foundation, and it's like each new generation takes it under their wing, puts their little flavor on it, and it starts to become something a little different. Totally. So I've been chasing a lot of producers uh, for, the, for for a lot of this new stuff, and like hearing what they're doing with songs that I know, and then hearing what they're doing with other with other new artists is is like it's real bugged out. It's just like. For me, like when the, in the in the mid '90s, like there just seemed like there was a new dope producer every week, and now yeah. because of the internet, because of COVID, because of SoundCloud and all these other streaming platforms, like it's new producers. It's ten new ones every day. I don't know why, Seriously. but I've been gravitating towards women uh, because there's been a lot of women drops. A lot of women have. Been, I mean, over uh, the last two years, right? Like we had Hot Girl Summer last year. And I'm then, saying, like, like, even in the underground, like, Chain Noir. Mm-hmm. Chain Noir Chain is Noir's really, really oh, dope. Like, yeah, um, Chain Noir you know, is like, really, really dope. The shit, the shit she did with Apollo. Uh, totally. The, the joint with Black Thought. But yeah, She's about like, to drop a self-produced album also. Yeah. Oh, really? You know, yep. And then aside from Ciroc's album, who else came out? You know, you had, you had Jane Hancock. If you want to talk about local artists, local Jane Hancock yeah, is dope. Rhapsody came out this year too, right? Did Rhapsody so come out at the beginning of this year? Did Rhapsody, Rhapsody drop out last year? In the yeah. very end of last year, yeah, but as far as I'm year. concerned, she's still getting run this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. With, with her and Jizza, she always yeah. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. On that it's, record, the one with Lakele, the let the dollars serve the yeah, let the dollars Hmm. I actually been fucking with a lot of R&B artists. Like I thought yeah. R&B was we had a good year for R&B women, men, and women. Absolutely, yeah. the women real. If we were talking like for real, like 2020 was definitely like the year of the woman. Except like, for they didn't get any fucking it, nominees for the fucking Grammys. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Not even in the R&B the category. <laughs> the, the Grammys ain't been about good music in decades. I know, but I'm just going to say, yeah. fuck you, Grammys. popular music. I'm going yeah. to play one more joint. This is uh, this is Rhapsody featuring LaKale 47 mm. off of her last record, which, what was the record called? I forget, but this this joint is called Oprah. Right. Oh, yeah, I kind of like this. And shout out Eric GG on the beat too. He's a fucking beast.
master. master. Y'all should give me honorary masters. Master. Rapper work the green just like the masters. The master. new slave talking like he got a master. <laughs> Screaming free thought. free thought. All the greatest legends behind bars, they really talk. They really talk. Everything I say is everything I really want. Got it for the free though, if it wasn't what I really bought. I really yeah. Bought. yeah. Pigeon pose. Pigeon pose. Only way we ever, ever coming toe to toe. Yeah, I remember that record. That record's dope. Um, so real quick before we 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 get out of here, I appreciate y'all for for coming on and chopping it up with us. This, we got to do this again because y'all got us in our in our art, artistic breakdown bag. But this this year seemed to be like a, a, a reemergence of lyricism. Like we were just talking about the Grammys, and even though the Grammys we don't really look to the Grammys for validation, but they did in fact like nominate some of the the more prominent artists that we fucking love in the culture, right? Freddie Gibbs, Nas, J Electronica. I don't know how the fuck. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how. I think they got it. I think they got it wrong. I think they got it wrong. I think like you had, you had, you had like out of touch people. Gibbs got nominated. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. And J Electronica. And J Electronica, and like no one talks about his album. No, the album for Alfredo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we we see this with the Grammys, but I uh, we also see like you know, just the emergence of like what we what we have been calling grown man rap, right? But we're really just talking about like a classic hip hop sound being recognized in in certain uh, critically acclaimed spaces. But now with the death of MF Doom, and and my projection is that this is gonna send his album to like number one. I, this is my prediction. I could be a hundred percent wrong, but I think that MF Doom will be bigger now than he has ever been. In the same way that Dilla was huger after death than he was even during his life. I think, but I think what that does though is it opens this door for a new generation of 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 budding MCs or even MCs who are rapping now to really get into a lyrical bag. Where do you guys see that in terms of like music? Hip hop, where hip hop is and the culture is going, do you see that reemergence? Do you see it like kind of bump, bumping up for a minute and then calming down? What do you What are your predictions going into twenty twenty one when it comes to the culture? Right. Yeah. Totally. Lyric videos are a thing now. And I think that, especially with MF Doom, to really kind of understand yeah, like yeah, the yeah. complexity and the nuances in his raps, you have to really look at the lyrics. And his raps don't really make sense in the way that we think, like linearly. Like they're not like he's not telling a story, but he's his cadences and his rhyme patterns are what makes him genius in the way that he is, right? Like. 
Nah, nah, I gotta go back to that. I haven't. Really? That's dope. Mm. So there is the the highest Well, I mean that and this is this is a really good segue to kind of like close things down. Like what I think and and I, I preface this by saying like I'm almost forty. You guys are, are also also elder statesmen in this culture, right? Like golden era breeded MCs and, 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 and you a little MC, like you kind of teeter on both edges of these generations that we talk about often, like, mm-hmm. you know, trap and mumble rap or what. I think what what we've seen over the last 15 years is we've seen the emergence of artists creating almost a new genre of music that's very much influenced by classic traditional hip hop, right? So like, I, we, we've seen that. And I think that as we go into 2021, you're gonna you're gonna get more of that. You're gonna get more. It, it's it's almost gonna. It may not necessarily be hip hop, but it's gonna be very hip hop esque. And I think we're gonna see a lot more of that, like people pulling from the culture, um, but in an appropriate and, and celebratory way, and getting back into a lyrical bag. Um, but before I, I don't I don't know if Stretch wanted to play us out, but before we 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 close. Just show shout out your social medias where people can find you. Shout out the live stream that you got popping today as of as of the date that this is being broadcasted. Shout out all of that. Yeah, I got an OnlyFans. Oh my God. Yeah. Whoa, Oakland and Atlanta? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it, man. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Of course. Love, love. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Happy New Year to you. Follow us on Instagram and make sure you email us questions, comments, and topics to Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com. Heavyweight crates. Take us away. Love this shit, man. <laughs>